0: Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a Ball Blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp.
1: What is up? Welcome back in to the show of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, John Helmkamp, back with you all to talk a little news, to talk about a, a very exciting announcement from John today, and yeah. talk about a little quarterbacks. We haven't done quarterbacks yet. Talking Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields on the show tonight. But before we get to that, we'll check in with Okada and John. Fellas, how are we doing? Splendiferous. Mm. you love to see
2: Three it. Splendidly delightful. Ooh.
1: Fantastic. I can't, I Wait, can't think how of a better way doing? to That's, describe it. I'm dad. doing okay okay he's Wait, hanging
2: he's okay. hanging you know i just <laughs>
0: realized i feel like every podcast beto was up with how are you two doing and we never ask him back how he's doing
2: <laughs> how are you
0: <laughs>
1: forget him man
2: how y'all haters man are you doing? Uh, How are uh, you doing? i'm
1: i'm exhausted to tell you the truth yes but your energy helps hmm. me because i know that you two have been waiting for the show all day i know that you two oh, have yeah. been Crushing grinding film. I know that John has been in the gym working out like a crazy man. Ooh. Okada, Nah, not as much.
0: Listen, I would like to state for the record that I renewed my 24 hour fitness membership today.
2: Atta boy, let's say. It only
0: cost me $14 (laughs) for the whole year. You gonna do anything about it or no? Probably not. We'll see how good John's uh, pitch is in this show, but. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, let's let's talk about that first, because there's such a cool movement sure. going on in the fantasy space. And, you know, it's the offseason. We can be a little more casual with these shows. There's no pressing news to get to by the end of the night. Like like we can talk a little bit. So it's so cool, man, as a physical therapist to see the movement, the FF Fit Club, which, of course, is fantasy football fitness club. Uh, look for the hashtag. There's now a Twitter account which has started. Mm-hmm. Is it just at FF Fit Club?
2: It's at FF underscore Fit Club because the other one was okay. previously taken by some firefighters association in like Delaware or something like that. That's awesome. So that was cool. Oh, so it's FF great. underscore Fit Club um, is the handle for it. And uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a blast. It, it's uh, been so You fun. want me to just kind of want me to talk about like how it started yeah, and talk about- stuff like that?
1: Yeah, how it started and kind of just like this crazy spreading of positivity in the fantasy space, how people can get involved if they want to. And then, of course, if you want some merch, where do you go?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's honestly been nuts. Um, it, it's been like just one of the coolest kind of organic things that's that's happened in my experience on Twitter. Like it was just a couple of people that we're all acquaintances with on Twitter that were kind of inspiring each other and kind of one-upping each other with, like, workout pictures and videos every morning uh, for, like, a week. And I kept seeing it happen. And I just, like, threw in the comments on one of these videos, hashtag FFFitClub. And the thing has just blown up in the last two weeks since. And it's going nuts. And people from, like, Fantasy Pros and the Fantasy Footballers and – you know, some big names in the industry like that have been using it. And it's just been a really cool way to encourage people and inspire people to get active and like kind of take control of their own health. And for me, it's been important because I'm not very healthy right now. I'm, I'm in a bad place for my own physical health that, you know, I've it's been rough. 2020 was rough. Quarantine sucks. I feel like a lot of people are, are dealing with that unless you're bets and literally live, you know, in a workout studio,
1: <laughs> pretty much. So,
2: it's been cool to just encourage people and and start putting that back out there. It's been great for me. I'm feeling fantastic. Starting to notice some differences. Uh, Energy is getting better. Starting to drop a little bit of weight. Um, it's just been a really kind of awesome organic thing. So, people are all over the fantasy football space. Have been posting workout videos and pictures and. You know, some are taking their dog's for a walk. Some are doing push-ups with their kids on their back. Some are, you know, doing whatever. And and it's just been really great. So it caught, like, wildfire. And I'm just looking at this just going, you know, this looks like a really, really great opportunity in this space and in this fantasy football community to do some good with it as well and to make some positive changes elsewhere as opposed to just in our own lives. So I kind of started looking around. I found an organization called Right to Play that does work globally um, in terms of encouraging and protecting and teaching uh, kids that are in very, very high risk situations. We're talking like war torn countries or, you know, child slavery, really bad, bad stuff that uh, fortunately we don't really have to see on a day to day basis. But these are the realities for a lot of kids you know around the world so they're trying to reach those kids and give them tools and give them you know different opportunities to engage in things and give them confidence and and you know help them rise above these awful hands that they've been dealt basically it's a really great organization so viridian global is a company that makes merchandise for a lot of different fantasy football brands in the space a lot of ones you know that we're all kind of friends with True North is on there and uh, Ray Garvin's gear is up on Viridian Global as well. Um, Shout out to Destination Debbie crew. Yeah. Destination Debbie. Great pod, by the way, for Debbie stuff. Um, They put in a lot of work over there. Great, great Debbie podcast. Hat tip to uh, Ray, hashtag not a sponsor. um,
1: Also, you could be a sponsor if you wanted.
2: You could be a sponsor, (laughs) Ray. Yeah, get on it. So someone in one of the threads that was bouncing around was like, so when are we getting those t-shirts? And I'm like, well, that's an interesting idea. So I reached out to Viridian Global and they worked to put together branding and it's just blown up. And now we've got a full on shop of online merchandise. Um, So I don't have the link committed to memory, but if you go to the Twitter account at FF underscore fit club, The pinned tweet has the link, the links in the bio as well to go to the merchandise. All kinds of different uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, workout shirt, hats, you know, all kinds of really good stuff. And all of the proceeds on top of what Viridian Global, you know, needs and makes, they are a business. But all of the proceeds that would be the profits uh, from these articles of clothing, all of it is getting donated directly over to Right to Play. I'm not taking any of it home. It's all going directly over to them. Just as a cool way to, you know, encourage each other in our own lives, and then do some good for other people as well. And it's been really great. A lot of friends are being really supportive of it on Twitter today. Buying merchandise. I just got an update about half an hour ago that just on the profit side of it, we made 150 bucks for Right to Play today. Um, okay, off yeah, the it was awesome. Sales. Yeah. So it was a really just nice, successful first day and it's been fun. So if you're looking to just kind of connect and, you know, plug in and kind of find some community to encourage you with getting healthy and then also make a difference elsewhere, it's, it's been a really cool thing. I'm, I'm really, really just pleased and, and proud with kind of where it's going and I'm excited to just kind of push it forward. I've been talking to Scott fish as well about Scott fishbowl and maybe getting involved there with it. So, We'll Hey-o. see. I mean, it's just been it's just been a lot of fun, and I'm I'm really excited to just kind of keep it pushing forward and and see what we can do.
1: Yeah, no, it's been awesome. I think every morning I wake up and I'm just like excited to log on log on Twitter and see like yeah. what new people are joining the movement. So it's a ton of fun. Obviously, you benefit yourself, your friends, your family by getting healthy and helping people out along the way. So it's 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 such a cool community that we've kind of started to just help grow. And you know, I'm, I'm a little upset with our co-host here john i'm scrolling mr okada's mm-hmm. twitter page at matt okada not, a, I one. See zero. Zero not a one zero hashtags zero hashtag FF Fit clubs on there so
0: that's let me tell you something
1: yeah the what's last
0: up? time i did any exercise for the goal of pure exercise like not going on a fun hike for the, the fun of the hike probably
2: like three years ago i would say oh that is so
0: bad <laughs> i don't think i've even it done a push-up
2: up. But here's Come the on, thing. Dude. Here's the thing. I've I've met up with Okada a couple times in person, yes. and he's he, he looks like he goes to the gym every day, and I hate it. Like so it's much. My
0: Asian metabolism. I can eat it's whatever interior. I want, and I, it, it goes right away. But I but as I said earlier, I was open to a pitch because as of today, actually today is my first day. I'm off for the summer because of yep. seasonal NFL Network stuff. And I'm, That's like, cool. planning out what am I going to do, and I think I updated my 24-hour fitness membership. Maybe it'll start slow, you know, just walk around the block, take it easy, <laughs> but maybe <laughs> I'll maybe I'll get some exercise in and get a tank top, if there's tank tops, John. There, there, are, there, go. there,
2: are, there are two types yes. of tank. There's, like, the regular thick tank, and then I updated today, and I was like, we need a bro tank for mm. a, a, a certain specific mm. person that I happen to know. Mm. So there is now a, like... Thin strap, California, bro. Tank waiting for you. Let's and if you go. don't buy it, you're telling me that you hate children. So
1: true. True. I
2: think that you need to at least go buy the is tank. A very fair.
1: Love it. Go check it out. Seriously, super super cool. Um, and and tag Okada and let him know that he's a bum for not being in part of the movement. Uh um, Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit of news real quick. We'll get into the rookie quarterbacks here in one second. Let's talk some news.
0: I got great news, guys. Oh. No,
1: is. <naszym sound> all right john has left there he is we have a little bit of news with some signings that happened recently but there's just one that we really want to talk about with tyler lockett getting an extension with seattle and it was off the top of my head four years correct yep that the 7. 9 or yep. 69.7 one of those a lot of money okay. A lot of money. Well, I'll look it up while you guys are kind of chatting. But John is disappointed about this signing. I'm not as disappointed as John, but I don't want to hear the Seattle Seahawks fan talk first. So, John, the floor is yours.
2: Well, here's the thing. I can tell you the number. It's 17.3 mil per year. Is yeah. Okay. So 67.9, um, I think. Good math. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I love Tyler Lockett. He's a great wide receiver. Has been one of the most. Uh, undervalued um, and disrespected wide receivers in the league over the last few seasons. His inconsistency bothers me. You know, if you want to look at his stats at the end of the year, yeah, it looks like he had a great season, but in reality, he basically killed it for four games and disappeared for the rest. It's not that I dislike Tyler Lockett or don't think that he's a valuable addition to the, to the Seahawks organization, especially if you're trying to appease Russell Wilson and keep him in town for the remainder of his contract, which is three more years. And I'm sure that there's outs built into this contract, but it is a lot of money. You just paid Tyler Lockett top 10 wide receiver money. He's making more per year than Mike Evans. That to me is... Ridiculous. You've got wide receivers like Juju Smith-Schuster took a one-year $8 million contract. Tyler Lockett got twice as much money as Juju Smith-Schuster per year over four years. So, And he's 28 years old. So I I don't understand, unless you're telling me that this is going to be a predominantly pass-heavy offense and you are actually going to let Russell Wilson do what he wants to do, and you are actually going to invest in this team and and, and move forward with the, a whole new offensive philosophy now that you have the former passing game coordinator of the Rams as your offensive coordinator, if you're actually going to let him run the offense instead of Pete Carroll being like, oh, no, no, it's your offense, but you do the offense my way, Like as long as he lets him actually run the offense, then maybe... That's that's worth it, but that is so much money for a cap-strapped team with like no draft picks uh, to invest. And by the way, we just gave two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. What money is left for us to sign him to an extension? I I don't. There's none. There there is none. And we just gave an extension to offense tackle or uh, ah, tackle or guard Gabe Jackson. Drawn a blank. Just acquired him from the Raiders. Um, I want to say guard. I think he's a guard. Left guard is where he's probably going to slot in on the, on the O-line. We just gave him a three-year extension this week, too. So the money is gone. Where is the money to pay the guy that you just gave two first-round draft picks for? It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me when you have some young, cheaper depth options on your team. And if you just need a deep threat wide receiver to take pressure off DK Metcalf in a run-based offense, why are we paying the second most talented wide receiver on the team Over seven, over seventeen million dollars per year for four years. To me, it doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's
1: a lot of money. I mean, so much it is. But the salary cap is going to go up in the next couple of years. Big massive deal coming in. On the surface, it probably looks like sticker sticker shock right now. It might not be that big big of a deal, honestly. When you look over the next like three years, Tyler Lockett. Say what you want about the guy in terms of his inconsistency. I mean, he's a top twenty wide receiver in the NFL in my opinion, and for what he does for the offense. I mean, he is just outstanding. Now, is it a consistent every week type of thing? Not this year, but two years ago it was, and three years ago it definitely was. So over the last couple of seasons, finishing as wide receiver 15, 14, and then nine this year. Well, yeah, he was like wide receiver nine based off like four weeks, but other, other years looking at his game logs, like he was consistent. So I don't know that I hate it as much. I think it's a little rich in terms of the, the money. I mean, good for him, obviously, but, good for Tyler yeah, He's
2: a fantastic it's, guy, great teammate. Good for the guy as much.
1: Cool. Yeah, but let's talk Dynasty Lens. Okada, happy? Not happy? Excited for us? Where are we at? Oh, we're very mixed, to be honest. Mm, um, good, great advice. Yeah, it's good mm-hmm. for
0: Tyler Lockett. There's no question about that. If you're a Tyler Lockett good, fantasy owner, our, you're happy about it. Our
2: this. official advice. Our official advice is that we don't know. That's yeah that's what Okada just said. Thank you. If, sure. it, it, well, it would help if
0: the quarterback wasn't Hinting at getting out of town. That would make things a lot easier to lock down. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. I think Russell Wilson is going to be playing football in Seattle. You know what? This very well may be a a move in all of Ranch of of Kinds by the Seahawks because we all know how joined at the hip these two players are. Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett is arguably the most uh, simpatico simpatico alliance of QB and wide receiver in the mm. NFL that I can think of like before, obviously Brady left new England, Brady Edelman would have been one of just guys where the quarterback and the receiver are so much on the same page that both are made better by the other. Now with, with that <laughs> duo being broken up, I think Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett are probably number one in the league at that. Now, are they the best duo in the league? No, Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams are, are, right. are probably number one there. And there's a couple others that could be in the conversation, but just in terms of, Russell Wilson loves Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett succeeds with this team in this offense. He makes DK Metcalf better. You guys talked about, you know, Tyler Lockett's inconsistency this year. That's mainly because now there's a DK Metcalf who -hmm. can take over games also, whereas previously there wasn't. So, is this a lot of money and probably a bit much for Tyler Lockett? Yes, I would say so. At the same time, for three, two of these four years... DK Metcalf is going to be on rookie money still, which is nothing because he was not drafted in the first round. So you can kind of think of it as like a bit of a wash in terms of value that they're getting for their wide receiving core in that sense. It's very good for Russell. I think it's one of these kinds of players that's better for the offense than we gut feel because of fantasy and is it consistency, but he's a player that's going to make this offense better. So if you told me I could have had, you know, Marvin Jones, for six to eight million, or Tyler Lockett for fourteen million, I'm probably taking Marvin Jones, but I also don't know if I can too harshly judge re-signing a player who's been very critical to this offense, very much in tune with your quarterback, who makes the team better, and like Bet said, is a top twenty to twenty-five probably receiver in the NFL.
2: I absolutely think that this was a all-out. Pushing the chips into the table by John Schneider to keep Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That yeah. and Gabe Johnson. Like you want your you want protection. You want your your skill players. Great. Here you go. Like yeah, I'm doing everything I can for you. Like work with me here. It's like well, you had how many years to work with me here? Schneider L- might be a little bit you know too little too late. But I absolutely think that that's primarily what it comes down to. Was just trying to keep Russ happy right now. Which who the hell knows. I still don't think yep. that this team's going to do anything. And by the way, listeners, other news, it's a 17-game season this year. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, a 17-game season. So I was just going to say this This sounds like an 8-and-8 eight eight team, but guess what? There's no more 8-and-8 eight eight teams. 8-and-1,
1: eight. Eight baby.
2: 8-and-1. Eight, 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 only one. 500 opportunity left. And then I had someone comment that was like, they could go 7-7-3. Seven, seven, and three. Okay, get out of here. Like, st- stop it with that. Get
1: out. <laughs> Get. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot to digest, and I think it's a lot of tug-of-war. Is the Russell Wilson going to pass the ball side of things going to win out, or are they just going to stick their white Nikes in the ground with uh Carroll and say, no, Chris Carson's getting 25 carries this game? And it's going to affect the up and downs of Tyler Lockett. It's going to affect the up and downs of DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. That's just the reality of what it is. I think the signing's fine. I'm still excited to have Tyler Lockett as like a boom bust wide receiver two flex or wide receiver three. He's better than a wide receiver, uh, a flex wide receiver three type of play in your lineup that can any week win you a week. We've seen that from him. So I do think there's gonna be spike weeks, but it may be a little, little frustrating. All right, boys, let's talk rookies. Let's talk rookie quarterbacks. And obviously there's a lot in this class that are really good, like a very, very strong rookie class. But we're going to talk about, in our opinion, the top two in the ranks. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields on the show together tonight. I want to start with Justin Fields because everyone always starts with Trevor Lawrence. And I'm just going to quickly go to you guys. I want to know who right now, as of April 1st, is your quarterback one in this class.
0: Justin Fields. Justin Fields.
1: And is that an answer based off of prediction of NFL success or fantasy football success? I assume fantasy fantasy football.
0: Uh, yeah, I was exp- I was assuming based off a fantasy question.
1: Yes, that's what I was asking.
0: Okay. Now, I will caveat that. Caveat that? That's hard to say.
2: Caveat,
0: caveat that. that? Caveat that. <laughs> uh, this is primarily based off a prediction that I think that the 49ers want Justin Fields and that's why they went to 3. I think they've been smoke screening it with some other names, but that's why they really did it. My main reason for saying that is I think they could have gotten whoever else they wanted probably or at least the guy they're mainly talking about, which is Mac Jones down where they were and also he's not nearly as good as Justin Fields. Sorry, I don't care what the NFL evaluation scene is trying to say lately. It's not even close. So that plays a big part in my answer to that question because if Justin Fields goes to the freaking 49ers and he's playing oh for Kyle God. Shanahan with those skilled position players whoa! Oh my whoa! Hot. Yeah, it's getting hot in here that is <laughs> so, delicious that is so spicy that is honestly and well this is also assumed by the way that jimmy g gets traded afterwards or that i guess if Fields sits a year it's not the end of his dynasty value although i prefer him to be you won't sit like, a whole year if it's jimmy
2: g and and justin fields in the quarterback room Okay, maybe yeah, Fields doesn't point. start week one, but it's like week three. Like it's not he's not sitting for a whole year behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Like no. Yeah. Well, no.
1: the thing is, you look at the historical data too. Don't even look at the name. Just like was player X drafted mm-hmm. in the top ten of the quarterback? The answer is yes. They almost always play year one. So I think yep. you're just going off based off historical data. Like yes, if that's the case, he'll probably be playing. But you know, it, the conversation with Justin Fields, I feel like people kind of get lost in the shuffle. Because it's almost like people just assume Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, because people have talked about the NFL draft for long enough. And then it's like, okay, who's at three? And I agree with what Kyle's kind of saying. Like, if they traded up all of that to go get Mac Jones, Ugh. I would be floored. I would honestly be absolutely shocked. I'm not saying Mac Jones can't be good, but Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins. So you don't trade multiple first round picks to go up and get a player like Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, you get a game changer, a game breaker, a guy who is going to command the locker room and be a stud to me. That's Justin Fields. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say any names about big people from big networks saying uh-huh. certain things about yeah. a player's character. Ooh. Sure.
2: Find I don't, me on Twitter. I just posted it, an article about that. Get it out it out of like my
1: face. really bothers me. It, I don't know. I don't know any connection to Justin Fields. It's just like, it's like, dude, come on. So, if you want to know more about justin fields there's actually a series on netflix called a quarterback one from when he was in high school and there is it tracks the top kind of recruits in the country for a couple years he's on the show i mean everything look that you hear about him and all those kind of things that he's a a good guy and like you know practices hard and like he's out there and doing all these things so i think it's baloney but regardless let's talk about his strengths on the field holy 40 yard dash this man is a running yeah he fast (laughs) Woo-hoo! And I think that's what you guys are saying, right? When you talk about these players, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, it's not like Trevor Lawrence can't run the football. He's actually great at it. He But is. Justin Fields you like,
2: like... Hold up. Cam. Hold, hold, hold. Like, hold up. Hold up Trevor Lawrence being great at running the football. He is until he gets hit. And he gets hit yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's true too. And he needs to yeah. not get hit so much. Like, that yeah. really worries me. Anyways, well, I'm just I saying. He,
1: there is, a again, another... Big Four Letter Network coming out, and there was a report about he's like the next great 6'6 six, six pocket passer. It's like, dude, if you literally not watch any Clemson games, he's running zone reads every other play. Like, I don't understand. But back to Justin Fields, that is what is so enticing about him from a fantasy perspective is I'm getting like prime Cam Newton vibes from Yo. Justin Fields and his athleticism. So talk about the rushing attack, one of you two, because I'm just getting, getting hot and bothered over here. As you should. Well... Uh, John, I'll give you the rushing attack, because
0: I prefer, to honestly, to talk about his arm. So. All right, go for well,
2: it. Damn, so do I. But anyways, the thing about right. Justin Fields is that I think that his rushing ability is honestly being undervalued. I don't think that people are talking about him as a dual-threat quarterback as much as they should be. We hear it all the time about Trey Lance. and Now, Trey Lance is the next great dual-threat quarterback coming out, because... He racked up over a 1,000 rushing yards, which he did. And that is phenomenal. In a season, two years ago, 2019, just over a 1,000 rushing yards, I think it was. That's a phenomenal feat at any level. But the thing about that is that those were like 90% of those watching the film looked like designed quarterback runs right up the middle against subpar defenses because of the level of competition that he played against. So he could just get the ball like do a little like fake drop step and then run right up the middle for six to eight yards and then go to second and two. And that was pretty much how they predicated their offense. Justin Fields has the athleticism to break plays when they break down and create on his own. He has ridiculous athleticism, balance, poise. There was a play against Penn state where he was dropping back and he was starting to roll And he got a turf monster, and he started to go down and stumble bad. And by all accounts, it looks like he should have fallen. He ended up catching his own balance, two defenders in his face, gets his eyes up and flicks with both feet off the ground, like almost sideways, flicks the ball like 12 yards to uh, open receiver, and he goes for a first down. And you're like – that's top, you know, 5% in the NFL of quarterbacks that wouldn't have fallen flat on their face uh, in that situation. His athleticism is spectacular, and in eight games this year, I don't know the numbers directly in front of me, but I know it was over 300 rushing yards that he racked up in eight games. So he had uh, over 300 rushing 383. yards. Like 383. Ooh, yes, 383. look at me. Um, 383 and five, and five touchdown. touchdowns. Yep. Beat you. Yes. Yes. So he is a dual threat quarterback. You were saying prime Cam Newton vibes. That's all fine and well, except for the fact that Justin Fields can actually throw the damn football and he can yes. throw it very, very well. So he has the athleticism and the strength and the size and the speed to be a quarterback like Cam Newton to to create and break plays and run. But he is also an elite passer. So yes. I am very excited about Justin Fields.
1: Ardukada right, okay, hit us with it.
0: Okay, well, quickly I will wrap up the rushing discussion with my exact notes from my scouting of Justin Fields because I glanced at them while John was talking and it was so enjoyable, I just have to read it. This is what I I noted down. Extremely athletic and smart as a runner, impressive burst and speed in open space, picks his spots well and runs smooth, also willing to slide, unlike some people whose names rhyme with flever. Oh, that's what I wrote in my note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly to John's earlier point about. Awesome. That. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just did uh, a little but yes. thread a couple nights ago on on uh, on Justin, and I and I I said like the exact same thing in there. I said, "Oh look, he slid, unlike another quarterback that's presumptively the number one overall pick." But his
0: arm is Ooh. so sexy. Oh, my goodness. Can this man throw the football? Okay, so w- Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton. Those are the guys that come up when we talk about uh, rushing ability at the very top of the NFL. I think he's probably third after Lamar and Kyler. He will be third in the NFL from a rushing standpoint. I think he'll be better than Cam Newton at this stage. Maybe not you know, prime Cam Newton who scored 14 touchdowns, but that's the kind of rushing upside we're talking about. I think is a very good chance. He will have the number one arm of all of those guys. And you know how much I love Kyler Murray's arm. And I believe pretty strongly that except for the crazy, uh, off balance, off script throws where another quarterback whose name is not Trevor Lawrence leads this class. Justin Fields has the best arm in this class. And I don't know if it's particularly close his accuracy is without doubt better than Trevor Lawrence's and he is able to make all the really? throws on the run going either direction deep short pinpoint touch passes he has absolutely everything that you could want from a throwing standpoint the only reason he's so far behind Trevor in the general scouting process and the NFL consensus is because Trevor Lawrence from a defense processing standpoint from a reads standpoint from an NFL readiness standpoint is you know one of the best prospects in recent memory that's why he's so hyped but from a pure passing perspective in my opinion Justin Fields is the best in this class and he's got the rushing ability John just talked about so that's why we love him so much
2: talking about his passing as well there are two things in particular there's a lot of things that stand out but there's two things that I really want to highlight about Justin Fields um, when you're looking at a football field, you've got the hash marks that go down both sides. Um, mm-hmm. Outside the hash marks, you'll often hear referred to as the outer thirds. And then when it's deep, it's the deep third. So like if you're ever watching scouting stuff and you hear that term, that's what they're talking about. A deep shot, like 25 plus yards downfield outside the hashes. His ability to drive the ball into the deep third. Like that ball has so much accuracy and pace and pinpoint precision is absolutely phenomenal to me. Also the way that he works the sidelines with his throws, back shoulders, high points, where he puts it, 99% of the throws on the sideline are literally perfect position. Like they are exactly where only his wide receiver is going to be able to make a play on the ball. And it is just special to watch. I mean, it is honestly special. Like, top-tier talent in the NFL level special. Like, he's going to make some throws as a rookie where people are going to be like, oh, damn, like, did you see what Justin Fields did on Sunday? Like, it's going to be like that early in his career. What Justin Herbert did last year, Justin Fields can do and probably better. Like, he has a better arm than Herbert does. And Herbert's got a cannon. But the accuracy that Fields possesses with that rocket arm is just phenomenal. A
1: couple stats real quick to close it out to talk about that. Second in the nation last year with an 80.8 adjusted completion percentage. That is hashtag good. 20 plus yards down the field. He was 19 of 32 for nine touchdowns. 19 of 32 on deep bombs. The arm strength is... Awesome, and the accuracy on those throws is awesome. Uh, also, seventy percent of his passing yards came through the air, not run after the catch. They came down the field. So when you're talking about where he goes, if an offense lets him do that, the playmakers that are associated with this player are going to be great as well. Let's talk. If Trevor he goes Lawrence. to San
2: Francisco, hold on. Before we go, if he goes to San Francisco,
1: uh,
2: George Kittle, uh, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, I am. Uh, like all of them as the kids say to the moon. Like I
1: <laughs> The kids do say that. He's a they? bit
2: like I want to see I the kids do say that. I want to see Justin Fields throwing to George Kittle in the red zone. Like I want him to pinpoint a ball like high red zone Kittle go up and get it in uh double coverage. I, I, I want that.
1: Trevor Lawrence he is the one point oh one in the NFL draft he is going to Jacksonville and I feel like people are kind of not like bored of that but like you've known he's the first pick in the draft for what two plus years now at this point it seems like (laughs) it it really does feel like that and when you know a player's landing spot it's not quite as exciting to be like oh what could be what could be this but let's not you know we're not here to like talk bad about this player he is still an amazing quarterback prospect still a guy who can be extremely productive in the nfl can turn the franchise around in my opinion i do i do think he has that capability we are talking about a player who went to clemson all he did was as a freshman win the national championship. Like, it's easy. No big deal. But like you guys are saying, the accuracy, I've, I've definitely seen that on tape where like, he'll airmail a couple throws where you're like, oh, you got to hit that, man. Come on. Um, Underrated runner, in my opinion, I do think that it was a little bit more designed for him, like you're saying. I definitely agree he took a ton of hits. But let's not, you know, we're not here to be like, oh, my God, Justin Fields is so much better. You can't believe, like, he's still a very good quarterback. So let's talk Trevor Lawrence for a bit. Obviously, the college career is one of the most recognized in the country. Everyone knows about him. Let's talk about talk about how that game translates to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL.
0: Ooh. It translates very well. That's how it translates. I mean, like I mentioned when we were talking about fields, Lawrence is the most NFL ready quarterback we have seen. A lot of people say since Andrew Luck, some people say he's the best prospect since Peyton Manning. In terms of all-around quarterback, lead a franchise, step in on day one and run an offense, Trevor Lawrence is tops. He is the guy. Now, we're talking fantasy, and there's a lot of things about Justin Fields' game that we like a little bit better, and that's why we rate him higher. But if I had the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, I would take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields, probably, although it would be closer than it is for most people. But he's he can do everything, he can do absolutely everything. Read a defense before the play starts, yes, he can do it. Read it, read, go through his reads after the play starts and find the right throw, yes, he can do it. Like we mentioned, his processing, his ability, his mind ability, like we saw from Peyton Manning back in the day, that is better by far than anyone in this rookie class, and probably better than anybody in a recent rookie classes, like even Patrick Mahomes, if you remember. Talked about how he hadn't learned how to read defenses yet, like after a year or two in the NFL. He was like, they like hard. Oh, like yeah, they just made that did things. In their we like, I don't know. We're, I'm just we're playing
2: football.
0: Like, Trevor Lawrence can read defenses from out the gate, and he has the arm talent to take advantage of that. Now, is he as accurate as Justin Fields? No. Does he make the Aaron Rodgers esque throws that Zach Wilson makes as frequently? I don't think so. I think Zach Wilson is the most dynamic thrower in that sense in this class. But in general, like that's not the how many throws are that in a game? 1 to 2 whereas yeah, maybe. 30 30 throws are going to be the kind of throws that Trevor Lawrence can make extremely well all over the field. If you, if you wanted to drop it in deep in the bucket, it'll be there. If you wanted to throw a screen pass quickly with a great release, yes, it's going to happen. He's going to do everything the Jaguars ask of him. I believe he's going to be a very large part in turning that franchise around. And overall, speaking from a dynasty perspective, you ideally want a guy at the quarterback position specifically who's going to last a long time leading a franchise. And that is going to be what Trevor Lawrence is, in my opinion, without a doubt, and more reliably than anyone else at the position in this class.
2: Yeah. Me talking about how much I'm raving about, you know, Justin Fields is not saying that I dislike Trevor Lawrence. They're a very, very, very close one, too, in my opinion, for different reasons. Um, I like the physical attributes of Justin Fields more, and I like the mental attributes of Trevor Lawrence more. Both important to quarterbacks. Both have different strengths. So the best pick that you can have in your rookie Superflex draft is the one02 Take whichever of the two of those guys falls to you. I am fine with either one of them. but
1: <laughs> Fair <point>. No stress.
2: <laughs> I, no stress. Tra- don't trade for the 101. Just trade for the 102 and then take either one of those two guys. So I, you know, I love it. Also, he's going to be in the AFC South, theoretically. I mean, it, listen, I, I think this is the most slam dunk draft pick that we've seen in like a long time where it's just known that this is happening and the draft starts at the 102. Like there's, yep. there's no question. There's been no smoke and mirrors. It's it's less than a month until the draft. The draft is this month. It is April first, and there are no smoke screens coming out of Jacksonville from Urban Meyer. There's no like, like I don't think he even went to Zach Wilson's pro day. Like there's nothing. Well, like it's also it's Lawrence's
0: pro day where Meyer was standing next to Davo Sweeney for right. the pro day. Like all the yeah. other coaches were somewhere else. And then Meyer is standing with Lawrence's coach. It's, yeah,
2: like this is it's going to happen. It's or it's the greatest
0: smoke it. screen of all time, but I don't know why. What's the point of that with your number one?
2: Yeah,
1: no, he's okay. going there. He's
2: um, gone. So he's going to go to the well, south, which the defenses, the secondaries there are not, not good. Not great. Ball. Not good. So.
1: We will talk a Excuse lot you. about that specifically, but real quick, you know, just. Look at what Matthew Stafford did for the last couple of seasons with Daryl Bevel as the passing game coordinator, offensive coordinator. That is who is in Jacksonville. It is a vertical passing attack. So we should see, uh, hopefully, pretty good fantasy success. If Lawrence can translate to the NFL, it seems like he probably will. But yeah, I mean, either one of these guys, 1.01, 1.02. I'm fine with it either way. Um, I always ask you guys how you're doing. You asked me today how I'm doing. You didn't actually ask me who my 1.01 is. So you guys are rude. Uh, oh. For me, it is still Lawrence right now. <laughs> okay it could change if if fields goes to san fran i might flip flop but we'll see i I do think that they're super close and like john said the 1.01 or 1.02 to me they're pretty equal this year
0: um let me let me ask you this question because in general the top of the draft and the teams looking for a quarterback are actually pretty good landing spots which is not often the case you know if if Fields does not go to San Fran and they stupidly take Mac Jones or riskily take Trey Lance, which is also on the table and Fields falls to Carolina or Denver, Denver. which are likely the two, the next two options. Those are both also very yeah. good spots with a lot of good weaponry. Do those like knock him down any more for you comparatively or nope. bring it any closer? Oh, it's pretty much a wash.
1: It's Yeah, it's a wash really. I don't know why okay. I made that comment. It's a wash. That's, yeah. that's kind There's of how so I feel. Many, so I yeah,
2: those are just like locked and loaded, ready for a quarterback landing spots for fantasy production. I mean, you have Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore on one side, and then you have uh, Robbie Anderson. Jerry, he's, he's actually, actually a Robbie good Anderson. NFL wide
1: receiver. Yeah. True, true.
2: Who's actually a good NFL wide receiver. And then you go to Denver, and you've got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fan. Like Phan. both of those teams, you've got weapons galore. So, yeah. Just land in one of those three spots, Fields, please. Not Atlanta. Yes. Not Atlanta.
1: We'll see. It's going to be fun breaking this down for the next month, but that is the show for today. Little uh, FF Fit Club talk, little Tyler Lockett talk, little Justin Fields, little Trevor Lawrence. We were all over the place today, but it was a good show. If you wouldn't mind dropping that five star rating and reviewing in your podcast app, we will love you forever. Don't forget to check out the FF Fit Club on Twitter, all those sort of oh, things. Okay. And you can follow us at Richards FF Pod, BallblastFootball.com is website, Patreon.com slash BallBlast for more information, for all that good stuff that you're looking for to dominate your Dynasty League. Check it out. Until next time. Brethren.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast.
1: Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.